Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm a pastor, but I, it's, I know he loves me. I want him to do something because I, I think that he's not doing anything. I think that this is just passive affection. God loves me, but he's not acting on it. See, that's this unconscious idea, and it's never true. It's never true. God's love for you is not passive. Today, you learn from Pastor Robert's message that sometimes we can have this unconscious idea that God's love for us is passive. However, God is always moving and working. Even when it feels like nothing is happening, God is still acting on your behalf. Trust Him. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information and our contact information now here's pastor robert in the book of matthew chapter 18 with today's edition of main thing radio understand that god is not just like passively affectionate toward you because that's the way i think a lot of times you know i it's like, okay, yeah, I know God loves me. Especially if I'm going through stuff, you know, when I'm going through something really difficult and, you know, and, and you know, some of, you know, but you know God loves you. And then I'm like, come on, be honest. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm a pastor, but I, it's, I know he loves me. I want him to do something because I, I think that he's not doing anything. I think that this is just passive affection. God loves me but he's not acting on it. See, that's this unconscious idea, and it's never true. It's never true. He's never passive. He may not be doing what you want him to do. You know, sometimes what he does is painful. Sometimes it's difficult to work through. Sometimes, sometimes it's hard, but it's always right. I remember hearing a pastor say one time, you know, the Bible says that at the end of everything, when we're all gathered around the throne, at the end of the age, evil's been eliminated, new heaven, new earth, everything's finished. The Bible says that we're all going to cry out to him, righteous and true are your judgments, O Lord. It's like, you, got, you, did, you did everything perfect. You, you did everything right. And I couldn't see it at the time, and I didn't understand it in the moment, but now I get it. It was exactly right. It was exactly what needed to happen. In other words, we're at the end of the day, we're all going to come into agreement with God. Interesting to contemplate. If, you know, and I have to remind myself 
of that all the time. You know, when I'm going through things and I want him to change my circumstances and he's not changing my circumstances and, I, and, and I'm tempted to think that he's just being passive and he's just, he's taking a nap or something. He's not, you know, like David in the Psalms cries out, you know, he's, it, 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 no, he's not. He's always actively engaged. And, and even in the moments when we think we're crying out and searching for him, the Bible teaches us that the reality is that's a response to him drawing us. He's the, he's the one that always goes out in search. He's the one drawing. Jesus said, nobody ever comes to me unless the Father who sent me draws them. He's always the one initiating. He's always the one drawing us. And he would clearly leave the rest of us behind to go off into the mountains to search for you. You know, we sing that song, Reckless Love. It, and, and, and we know, just like the guy who wrote it knows you know, that it, we're not literally saying that God's love is somehow irresponsible. What, what we're saying is it's never passive. It's passionate. It's proactive. So point number one is that you matter to him. Point number two is that every individual matters to him. Now, that seems like a no-brainer, I know, like an obvious statement, but it, but it really isn't. You know, the Pharisees in Jesus' day believed and taught that God only created Gentiles for the purpose of fueling the fires of hell. That was the reason for, for our existence as non-Jewish men and women. They really believe that stuff. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. See, you and I have to understand that a lot of people think we believe that as Christians, that we're the only ones that actually matter to God. A lot of people believe that we Christians think none of them matter to God at all. It's all about us. And if you want to matter to God, well, then you need to convert to Christianity, become one of us, so that you too can matter to God. And there's a twisting of what we actually believe. There's, again, that little subtle spin that the enemy's so good at that gets people to believe something that's not quite accurate. Now, I really need you to pay attention because I'm going to say some things that are going to confuse you if you're not listening and you're going to think I've lost my mind and gone off the rails. I haven't. The Bible is true. The Bible is reliable. Jesus Christ is the only way to get to the Father. But do you understand that doesn't mean you have to become a Christian? That doesn't mean you have to become a Christian. It doesn't mean you have to convert to Christianity. I would even go so far as to say that modern Christianity is something that Jesus would not identify with. Now, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that a lot of people who use his name do so inappropriately. They claim his name without knowing him. They don't know him. Therefore, they misrepresent him. They know about him, and they use excerpts from his book it's, the, the, do you understand there's a big difference in teaching from the Bible and just teaching the Bible? You can take a verse and make up all kinds of stuff. And preachers do it every single week because so few people actually study the Bible, study the Scriptures. And so you've got this, you've got this massive portion of what is called Christianity today that really has nothing to do with Christ, nothing to do with the Bible. They're not actually studying or teaching the Scriptures. They no longer believe the Scriptures. So why would they teach the Scriptures? And they'll take a verse here, a verse there, passage here, passage there. 
But they're not studying the Bible. They're not teaching the Bible. And they're not following Jesus. According to the Scriptures, the risen Christ, the living Savior, delivers people, saves people, enters into relationship with people, sets people free. Christianity doesn't do that. Jesus does that. Do you understand? Hear what I'm saying, yeah. Jesus does that. Jesus does that. And we need to be leading people to Jesus and and not to a brand. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, don't worry, I'm not going to do a series on why you shouldn't be a Christian. Okay, that's not, that's not where I'm going. What I'm saying is we need, to, we need to remember who the focus is. Jesus, the risen Savior, he's alive. He changes people. He teaches people. He leads people. His word, the scriptures, are authoritative. We need to be studying the Bible. We need to be reading the Bible. That's why we do that, right? But we need to recognize that our words have been twisted. I don't know how many times I've heard people say, you know, so if I don't convert and become a Christian then I'm, I'm going to hell. I think that misrepresents the heart because what Jesus said is we need to go to him. We need to go to him. Now, you're going to find him in the pages of his book. You're going to, you're going to find him in the scriptures. You need to go to him. That is a big deal. And we need to not let people think we're trying to exclude them. We're not trying to exclude them. We're not, we're not trying to create this, this little exclusive cocoon of, no, no. See, here's what he said in John chapter 3, verse 16. He said that God so loved the Christians. Is that what he said? That's not what he said. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then in Romans chapter 5, verse 6, and here, you know, you've heard me say it before, we call him the Apostle Paul, but he was basically like an Orthodox rabbi. Romans chapter 5, verse 6, when we were still without strength in due time, in other words, at the perfect time, Christ died for the ungodly. joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study of Jesus' life from Matthew's perspective next time. For now, though, you can explore more of Pastor Robert's teachings online at MainThingRadio.com. You're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 and 6 p.m. for worship and Bible study. If you're not able to join us in person, we still would love to have you be part of our church family. Join us online for each service. We'll be live streaming on our church website. You'll find out more and be able to connect at MainThingRadio.com. Just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. We offer Spanish translation at some of our services as well. Visit our website to learn more. We'll also be streaming on Facebook Live. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach and be sure to like our page for the latest updates. We also invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach. We'd love to hear from you too. 
give us a call at 305 531 2730. That number again is 305 531 2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more from the Book of Matthew, right here on Main Thing Radio.